Hi, and welcome to Travel Time. Today we're talking about Lake Yellowstone and our last day in the Yellowstone National Park on our trip. And just sharing with you a couple of things we did. We spent the day in the West Thumb Geyser Basin and also around Lake Yellowstone, Fishing Bridge, um, and stuff like that to kind of round out our trip. Start off the day, we left the snow lodge. We're still staying at the Old Faithful Snow Lodge and drove over to West Thumb. This is probably the shortest drive we had on a day of the trip in Yellowstone. It was about 30 minutes from the hotel because we, it's on the southern end of the park like our hotel was. It's just on the east end of the park. The interesting thing to me about the West Thumb Geyser Basin was that this huge lake is, is literally just over like a little thin strip in some cases overlaps the geyser basin. It's some of the geyser basin actually extends into the lake. We found out when we were there and in the winter, I guess when the lake is frozen over in spots, you can see hot spots where there's thermal activity underneath the lake, which is pretty interesting. West Thumb is the largest geyser basin on the shores of Lake Yellowstone. They say the heat source is thought to be fairly close to the surface, which they considered to be about 10,000 feet down. So I found that interesting. doesn't seem close to me. It's also, for, it was formed by a volcanic explosion. So it's basically the West Thumb Geyser Basin. The lake is shaped like a hand. And the West Thumb is the thumb of the hand, so to speak. It was formed by an explosion of a volcano. So it's a caldera within a caldera because it's a caldera that's inside the Yellowstone caldera. And when the volcano exploded, it created a little extra piece of the lake, so to speak, off to the a thumb of the lake. This was like 150,000 years ago. So it wasn't, you know, at some point in recent memory. It filled the cavity basically filled with water and created this extension of the lake. So the, the, this part of the lake is about the same size as Crater Lake but it's much smaller than the Yellowstone caldera. So we spent some time there. We visited some things like the Abyss Pool, which is one of the deepest um, geothermal pools, and the fishing cone, which of course is one of the famous features of the park. It's a cone basically that fishermen used to go fishing and they could hook a fish and then cook it while it was still on the hook and then bring it in because of the thermal activity. Um, this, of course, because of all the sulfuric acid and everything, was a very unhealthy practice beyond just being dangerous. But in the 1900s, I guess the early 1900s, people would dress up in like a chef's hat and apron and pose for pictures with the fishing cone doing this. Now, not only, as I said, is it unhealthy, but it's also prohibited because of the danger, because it's dangerous. Um, it, there have been a couple of people who have died trying to do this. It's because that's also an active geyser and it, it has not been erupting as regularly lately, but in the early 1900s, it would erupt frequently to around 40 feet or just a little bit under that. Um, I think the 40 foot was measured in 1919. So we visited a couple of these. We actually attended a ranger talk that was at Abyss Pool that was really interesting. And they did, the ranger talked about all the earthquake activity at the park and that there are basically lots of small earthquakes daily at the park. And about he talked a little bit about the history of the thermal activity. So after we visited, we spent some time at um, West Thumb just walking around and also to do the ranger talk. My kids are working on their um, junior ranger badges. And one of the things was to, ha to hear a ranger talk. So this was a ranger talk that they had kind of the ranger sign their books so they could get their badges. The Grant Village was where we headed next, and that's right next to West Thumb. I really wanted to eat at the Lake House restaurant, but it wasn't open yet. We were there a little bit too early for that. I think it opened at like 
maybe 11.30 or 12, and we were there at 11. So we ended up eating at the Grant Village General Store. They have what they call a snack bar, but it actually had several meal-type options there. And it was admittedly not the best meal of our trip, but it was serviceable for a lunch, and it was okay. We were hungry, so it kept us kind of going on our way. And we had a big dinner coming up on this night, so it ended up working out fine. It also does not have a huge selection, but unlike some of the other places we ate, if you have an extraordinarily picky, easy eater, they'll probably have no trouble finding anything here because it's mostly hot dogs, burgers, and wraps and things like that. So the picky eaters would probably rejoice there. We also visited the little general store there and kind of shopped around and headed off to Fishing Bridge. If I found it, the descriptions of it interesting before we went because it talked about being able to see kind of where the cutthroat tr- trout spawn and that kind of thing. And we did see some baby fish and a little bit of activity there, but on the whole, and it might have been influenced by the fact that a lot of the area around Fishing Bridge was under construction when we were there. I, If I were going back, I wouldn't make go out of my way to go to Fishing Bridge, I guess is what I'm saying. And um, knowing what knowing what I know now, I probably would have spent that time doing something else if there was something else nearby that I hadn't seen yet. Just mentioning that we did see, uh, as I said, some young trout. And I guess it's harder to see trout there now. It's a fishing bridge where there's no fishing allowed anymore because the cutthroat trout have been decimated quite a bit. Their numbers are way, way down. So there are just not there's just not as much fish activity at the bridge. We spent some more time... Uh, Wandering around Lake Yellowstone, uh, visited a little ice cream shack in the parking lot of Lake Yellowstone Hotel. I think it's actually like a little store that has ice cream. And just looked at the views over the lake and had just kind of a relaxing day on this day. We um, had planned to eat at the Lake Yellowstone Hotel dining room because we had reservations after dinner for a yellow bus evening tour. So we had kind of an early dinner reservation because we didn't want to be rushed in dinner and we needed to be done in time to get on the yellow bus. And it was also my birthday. So it was a good, really, I would say the Lake Yellowstone Hotel Dining Room. It's a great place to celebrate something like a birthday. It is a much more upscale dinner than some of the other dinners we had. The food was great. It was a little bit kind of a step above presentation and taste and all that kind of thing. And I will say it was very elegant, but we didn't feel out of place in like our casual clothes. There were a lot of people who were like just in from enjoying the park and were dressed like we were in basically shorts and uh, t-shirts and things like that. So we weren't out of place at all. And the food was great. I think the there's a fairly boring child, children's menu. So if your kids are really picky, they could easily find something off that. The standard burgers and fries and hot dogs and peanut butter and jelly and things like that, like and kind of bland pasta. But we had um, the food, as I mentioned, was kind of more upscale for the adults. And it had some good variety. Um, if you're extraordinarily picky, you'd be a little more challenged. But it was it was really good. The, someone in our group had steelhead trout and really liked it. I had beef tenderloin and enjoyed that and a lot of things along those lines. All of it was excellently prepared. And I didn't hear anyone complaining. The salads we had, too, were really good. All in all, I would highly recommend checking out the Lake Yellowstone Hotel dining room. The views are phenomenal. Um, the wait staff was incredible and the food was really good. So it was a really nice dinner and really nice kind of to cap off to our trip. I do res- recommend reservations for this one. They do take reservations here and it does fill up. So I would make them at least a couple months out if you're not staying at Lake Yellowstone Hotel. If you're staying there, you can make them out, I think, even further than that. But after dinner, we 
finished in plenty of time. We went out to the lobby and kind of enjoyed um, the the lobby really reminds you and the whole hotel kind of reminds you of a hotel straight out of like the 1910s, 1920s, that time frame. It's, and they've, they've kept it very much kind of that way. And it's really, there's a lot of pictures of how it was back in the day that are really cool to look at. So we spent about maybe five or 10 minutes doing that. And then it was time to get on our tour. We were going on a yellow bus tour. If you haven't heard of them before, the yellow buses used to give tours in the 1920s. There were about 800 buses, I'm sorry, 400 buses back in the original times, like in the 20s when they were in their heyday. But as more people had private cars and things like that. They kind of dwindled and eventually got sold off. But in 2002, eight were purchased back from Skagway, Alaska, who was using them for tours and refurbished. So in 2007, they returned to the park. And it's kind of fun. They're the original vehicles, but they have modernized some of the underlying equipment. Like they have heaters now and um, put in some safety features like seatbelts and things like that that you need. So they're modernized a little bit, but they in most of, for the most part, are all the original tour buses. And I will say, kind of amusingly, I originally thought I had signed us up for an evening boat tour and realized a few days while we were at Yellowstone that it was not a boat tour, it was a bus tour. And I booked it months in advance, so I'm not really sure how I mix that up. Uh, I'm guessing because it's called the evening butte tour (laughs) that I must have just like, for some reason, gotten it in my head that it was a boat tour. So this was a 13 passenger bus basically. And we took the, um, it was what it's actually called is the Yellowstone Lake Butte Sunset Tour. If you're looking for it, we visited Hayden Valley at the beginning to kind of look for wildlife and, um, as sun, at sunset, they had timed it so that by sunset, we arrived at the summit of the Butte and had amazing views of the lake, Mount Washburn, and the Grand Tetons to the south um, right at sunset. And it was gorgeous. Um, so it was it was well worth the time. And that view alone was really worth it. Plus, experiencing the old buses was really cool. I, it was just really a nice relaxing end to our Yellowstone time and a nice segue into the next days in Grand Teton since we kind of ended it with a sunset view of the Tetons where we were headed the next morning. So I would definitely recommend that tour if you have time, if you have enough days there to take it. It was nice. We didn't see anything really in Hayden Valley that we hadn't seen the day that we spent some time in Hayden Valley. But I admit, I was kind of hoping we'd see a bear, but we still haven't seen a bear at this point in the trip. So um, we headed home to our, our cabin at the Snow Lodge and basically kind of started packing up on our last day. We The next morning we had breakfast and headed out to the Grand Tetons um, and we're heading out on the two and a half hour drive down there. So on our next episode, I will talk a little bit about Jackson Hole and the Grand Tetons and our time there and share a little bit about that leg of our journey. But for now, thanks for listening and happy travels.